KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Wednesday, October 18th. Flavored tobacco products are still being sold despite them being illegal. More on what the city of San Diego is doing about it next. But first, let's do the headlines. San Diegans testified before the United Nations yesterday about excessive use of force by police in the U.S. Michelle Saleri is the legal director of Alliance San Diego. She says Human Rights Committee members pressed U.S. officials about why their use of force standard differs from international law. When the U.S. didn't respond and the committee members continue to ask questions about it, it was such a powerful moment. Everybody in the audience started clapping because it's such an important issue. It permeates every part of our country and everybody there knew it. They expect the committee to issue its findings on November 5th on whether or not the U.S. is violating the international human rights law. Tomorrow, the 2023 Great California Shakeout will happen when people throughout the state will stop everything for a minute to drop cover and hold on. The statewide earthquake preparedness drill is set for 10:19 a.m. The annual drill is an opportunity to learn and practice safety during an earthquake and to be aware of potential hazards after one. For more information, visit shakeout.org California. It's going to feel more like summer today and tomorrow. The National Weather Service says temperatures will reach up to 16 degrees above normal for this time of year. Today, temperatures in the inland areas will reach almost 90. In the deserts, it'll be in the low hundreds. In the mountains, temps will be in the high 70s. And by the coast, it'll be in the low 70s. There will be a heat advisory in effect from 10 tomorrow morning until 8 tomorrow night in the Cali's Valley areas where temperatures could reach the 100s. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Buying flavored tobacco products has been illegal in California since the beginning of the year. But San Diego's city attorney says they're still being sold. Reporter John Carroll says that's led to renewed calls for enforcement. City attorney Mara Elliott did not mince words. As a mother and a prosecutor, I am appalled by the tactics of the tobacco industry 
which continues to manufacture and advertise deadly products with kid-friendly flavors. At a Tuesday news conference, she said those products are still being sold by small markets. But the head of a group that represents local markets says his 200-plus members are all following the law. Ron Lacey says it's as much about morality than simply complying with the law. We must rather not make money when it comes to harming our kids then look at our bottom line or our profit. The city attorney says if you see flavored tobacco products being sold, take a picture of the display, note the name of the clerk and of the store, and email that information to cityattorney at sandiego.gov. John Carroll, KPBS News. VISTA is developing a cannabis equity program for people who have been negatively impacted by the war on drugs. North County reporter Alexander Wynn says the city is asking for input from the community. There are 11 dispensaries in VISTA, but the city isn't looking to open more. Instead, the city is looking to see what opportunities might exist for other cannabis-related industries, like cultivation, and how those could be managed equitably, especially for people most affected by cannabis prosecution. Earlier this year, Vista received a grant from the state for that assessment. SCI Consultant Group was contracted to do the study. Kyle Tankert is the senior consultant at SCI. He says while black people make up 3% of the city's population, they account for 6% of cannabis-related arrests. We're continuing to analyze the locations of cannabis arrests to kind of pinpoint um, specific areas um, within the city that have been impacted the most. He says the goal of the report is to help guide the city in establishing an equity program. Alexander Wynn, KPPS News. And in the South Bay, the city of Chula Vista temporarily shut down Harborside Park and is considering closing it for good. Reporter Corey Suzuki says that's angered many Chula Vista residents, especially the families living in a mobile home park just a couple blocks away. A group of kids race back and forth at a fork in the road. It's early in the afternoon. The street vibrates with the rush of the nearby freeway, cheers, and the twang of a soccer ball. And then, a crash. Several players let out gasps. He kicked the ball in the prime fell. The occasional flying soccer ball has become pretty common here, at Brentwood, a mobile home park in southwest Chula Vista. Dozens of young families live here. The narrow roads are lined with colorful plastic play sets and bright yellow signs that warn cars to drive slow. Ana Ramirez is a parent of one of the soccer players, and she says all the kids running around has been causing a lot of frustration. The neighbors complain because they can, like, break a window, they can destroy their plants, and yeah, they can't, but because their kids, they, they don't want to be inside and indoors, like, just in the TV, playing video games. Right now, kids in Brentwood don't have anywhere else to go. That's because Harborside Park, the only park nearby, is shut down. The city first opened Harborside Park in 2006. It was a sprawling green place with benches, basketball courts, and a wide grass field. Residents of West Chula Vista, and Brentwood in particular, were really excited. It was the first new park on the west side in over 20 years. Ramirez remembers taking her three kids over to Harborside every Saturday. The swings, the, all the, the, the playground, but also my, my oldest kid loves soccer. So 
and basketball. So to have there where they, they can play soccer and they can play basketball or just to relax or just if a, a little party reunion with their friends and family, there was a perfect spot. And it's more than just having a place to run around. Alva Arredondo is a professor of behavioral psychology at San Diego State University. We see from lots of national data that um, people who live closer to parks are more likely to be healthier um, and be more physically active. So um, there's a, a very strong link there. For residents of Brentwood, this new park was one of few green spaces nearby. And it meant a lot that it was just a couple blocks away. In recent years, though, unhoused residents with few places to go in the South Bay started moving into the park. After a long debate, the city council decided to close Harborside temporarily and kick everyone out. At first, many Brentwood residents were relieved. A lot of them had kids who went to the elementary school next door, and some said the encampment had created an unsafe environment. But months went by, then a year. The park stayed closed. And then, this past May, the city council made a surprise announcement. They said they were looking at leasing or selling the land that Harborside was on for housing, maybe permanently closing the park. For Ana Ramirez and her neighbors, it was a shock. Angry? It's the word probably because the city don't hear us. We, we, we want the park to be reopened. We, we, we want space for our kids to play. And it's been like waiting and waiting one year, probably two years, and nothing had happened. Now, some Chula Vista residents are lobbying for the park to be reopened. Kevin Valdez is 12 years old and lives in Brentwood. I would like to see the park reopen so we would have more space and like more places to go play and like other kids can like come and hang around and everything. Nothing has been decided for sure, but Brentwood residents hope city leaders will think carefully about this decision about what exactly it would mean for the West Side to lose Harborside Park. Corey Suzuki, KPBS News. Mexican students crossing the border to attend community college in the U.S. will pay less for tuition in the new year. Education reporter M.G. Perez explains why. Under a new law just signed by Governor Gavin Newsom, qualifying students who live within 45 miles of the international border will pay in-state tuition starting with the spring semester. Currently, they pay the out-of-state rate, which is much higher, so the change will save them hundreds of dollars each year. Juan Manuel Gonzalez is a dual citizen attending Southwestern College. He's a freshman with plans to become a nurse. He says he wants to work in a hospital someday. And then get my master's so I can start working and get a better future. The new in-state tuition law will be rolled out in a pilot program for the next five years. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Coming up. How a project to make a safer walkway for kids became a fun and unique experience. And they were looking for ways to make it a better crossing for the kids and somehow thought that an artist would be a person to do that. We'll have that story just after the break.
Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. It's been said that music is the universal language of mankind, and finding music in an unexpected place can be a fun and unique experience. KPBS's Mayo Trabolsi tells us about a musical bridge on a freeway overpass in Golden Hill and talks to the artist and musician who created it more than 20 years ago. On this busy 25th Street overpass in Golden Hill is something truly unique and a contrast to the cacophony of urban sounds vibrating through this intersection. It's called the Crab Carillon. You may not realize it upon first glance, but it's a musical bridge just waiting to be played. Artist Roman DeSalvo created this public art installation in 2003. He tests out a piece of wood he found nearby. I think it's eucalyptus, which means it's heavy. It's small, but I think it's got enough weight to ring these chimes. Each segment on the song rail plays a palindrome, which means the melody is the same played in both directions. It's similar to the way a crab walks from side to side, hence the name Crab Carillon. DeSalvo unscrews a long piece of metal taken from our camera's tripod to use as a mallet. Instantly a different sound, but still a little hard to hear over the sound of traffic. It's a noisy place and that wasn't fully appreciated when I came up with my concept. The red brass plumbing pipes chosen for their durability and tunability were cut to the right length and then filed precisely for each note. But as you can tell, there's a lot of other noise. 20 years later, the giant metallophone, one of the largest in the world, still works. But the project goes beyond conceptual art. The bridge was actually commissioned by the city as a civil engineering solution to create a safer walking environment for school children. And it was basically a, from a pedestrian standpoint, a hostile experience. And they were looking for ways to make it a better crossing for the kids. But there is one characteristic of the rails that DeSalvo was not aware of until far into the project. Head entrapment is an issue that is designed against head entrapment. Individual styles had to be added between each note to bring the railing to city code, a detail city engineers didn't tell him about until too late. A situation where you also are strumming the noise of the, the railing. So that's, that's a note. In between every one of these things that makes a note, there's a thing that goes thud, a big, like clank. Composer Joseph Martin Waters wrote the palindrome. It should be this thing where you can run along the street, you know, with your, your stick. There used to be a bunch of sticks that people there and just kind of run along and, and, and swipe, you know, like that and, and get and play the melody. That was our goal. He says you have to learn how to think in the language of notes. Yum, bum, bum, ba, da, 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 bum. Yum, bum. It's like a puzzle, he says, which feeds our fascination with patterns. We're pattern eaters. We can't resist a pattern. 
It's the most exciting thing we do. It's better than food. It's better than sex. It's like, I want patterns. But he also didn't want to make it too simple, but rather something with complexity. And then it starts to branch away. And it could start in the, in the key of uh, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, which is C minor. And I also thought, I don't want to write something that's just kind of a dumb song for kids like something that's forgettable. I want to write something that they can think about musically, right. you know, something they can discover. We haven't been here in 10 years. Waters went back to the bridge the night before our interview and said he was sad to see it in disrepair, with chimes missing because of vehicle accidents and environmental wear. Let me wash it. He used paper towels and a bottle of water to clean the information plaque. In a lot better shape than it was when I came. The Crab Carillon has been punished by the environment over two decades, but it's also changed its environment. Much like how the concrete and galvanized steel are built to last, so is its conceptual meaning finding art in unexpected places. Maya Trabulsi, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. Join us again tomorrow for the day's top stories. Plus, we learn how changes to Twitter are impacting scientists. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great Wednesday.